0: Hello and welcome to your Actives AgriFood Brief.
1: I'm Gerardo Fortuna
0: and I'm Natasha Foot,
1: and here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from your Actives AgriFood team.
0: For our top story this week, Once again, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has come under fire for having apparently forgotten farming in her Maiden State of the Union speech this week, and in doing so, neglected a key player in the Commission's vision for a greener future. Agriculture warranted only one passing mention in the hour and a half speech. and The Commission chief has already come under fire for not mentioning the farming sector in her first address to the European Parliament plenary in Strasbourg last year. With the focus of her speech on the willingness to scale up the EU's ambition for reaching the climate neutrality goals by 2050, von der Leyen placed a new emphasis on the Green Deal architecture, which she herself once labelled as Europe's man-on-the-moon moment. This included proposing an increase in the 2030 target for emission reduction from 40% to 55%, and vowing that all climate and energy legislation will be revised to make it fit the new target. But agriculture's role in the EU's green equation is often overshadowed by other environmental aspects, leaving farming on the dark side of the moon moment. To make this vision a reality, the new climate law indicates that farmers and foresters must be incentivized to store more carbon on their land, including via a robust carbon removal certification scheme. But Pekka Personen, the Secretary General of Farmers Association, Copacabana, has previously warned that this drive for carbon neutrality needs sustainable financing in parallel with constant innovation of production tools and methods. So one way this could be achieved is via the use of carbon credits. And in this way, farmers could be offered these credits in return for sequestering carbon, for example, via tree growth or soil health improvements, which can then be sold to buyers as voluntary offsets for their emissions. And this is something that Liberal MEP Asger Kreiselsen, who was the rapporteur on the opinion of the climate law in the European Parliament's Agriculture Committee, advocates for. And here's what he had to say on the matter.
2: President Ursula von der Leyen outlined the new climate goals for the 2030 in her speech today. But von der Leyen did not talk a lot about agriculture. That is a big mistake. Agriculture is a central in the green transition. As a member of the agriculture committee, I know how important it is last week my proposal for the eu's climate law received a majority in the committee i focus on the negative emissions as a big part of the green solution agriculture can deliver negative emissions it is very important to help farmers to contribute to the climate goals the agriculture committee call on the commission to look at the possibility of the separate trading market for negative emissions a ton of carbon removed from the atmosphere should be priced differently it is an important message and i think it will be benefit climate and provide great uh, climate finance i also propose that the Commission should establish the uh, third party certification schemes for a climate efficient production. This will boost the green transition in agriculture and will show the European citizen if the products they buy are produced with a low carbon footprint. The foundation of my proposal will be a wutu compliant. Carbon border adjustment mechanism that will ensure that all products live up to the same standard.
1: And from emissions we move to the main EU subsidies program. Taxes are ongoing uh, on the reform of common agricultural policy, and two aspects were highlighted this week. A quite interesting one was one of our favorite topics, actually. Alternative meat denomination. How long we've we been following this dossier, this Taj?
0: Oh, we go way back.
1: So here's a quick recap. Uh, we're talking about trade rules for all agricultural products marketed in Europe under the so-called common market organizations. And the final plenary vote is expected in October, together with the other pieces of legislation that form the Common Agricultural Policy. So in 2019, the European Parliament proposed an amendment that reserved meat-related terms exclusively for edible parts of the animals, which means that veggie or vegan products can no longer be sold under the terms steak, uh, sausage, uh, burger, similar to what happened already with the plant-based products like soya and tofu, which cannot be labeled by the de- diary type names after a new court ruling in 2017. Um, technical meetings are ongoing, and a new amendment was proposed by uh, the Parliament's rapporteur on the file the French MEP Eric Andrio from the Socialist Group. And if approved, the proposed amendment would soften the Parliament's stance on the issue, as it would offer some potential for derogations for the general ban on meatish names for veggie and vegan products that the MEPs pushed for in 2019. Such derogations could be granted when the exact nature of the foodstuff is clear from traditional usage and when the designations are clearly used to describe a characteristic quality of the foodstuff. In a nutshell, the Parliament is asking the Commission to enter the veggie burger battle, but shifting the burden of bringing more clarity to the EU executive. The Commission is asked to put forward this secondary legislation, although it should follow the general principle that meat sales denomination may not be used for any product other than meat, some kind of derogations could be granted, and the European livestock sector did not like the way Parliament is backpedalling from its initial stricter stance, In an open letter published last week, six meat associations asked the lawmakers to defend the original amendment as adopted in April 2019 and not to accept any compromise on these. And the other issue is about the Wine Planting Authorization Scheme, which was set in the 2013 cap reform and which will expire in 2030. So the European Federation of Origin Wines has called on defending and renewing this scheme from 2031 onwards, because basically wine growers need more clarity as the plant uh, requires long-term planning. Do you not ask how long it takes a new vine to start produce wine?
0: I have no idea. how, How long is it?
1: Five or six years. So producers are afraid of what could happen in the last five years of the decade. But now we're going to hear from Daniela Ida Zandona from the European Federation of Origin Wines more
0: about their appeal. The European Federation of Origin Wines launched an appeal to the ministers of agriculture of the major wine-producing countries to unite to safeguard the wine-planting authorization mechanism. It also called on the German Council Presidency to put the issue on the agenda for the mid-October agreement on a general approach. Although the end date of the scheme is set for 2030, a decision on its future within this framework of the current CAP reform is urgently needed. A new vine planted will start to produce wine after five or six years. So a vine planted in 2024 will not produce wine until 2030, 2031. It is imperative that the future CAP regulation defines a framework which in which wine growers will operate from 2031 onward. And in news from the Brussels bubble this week... There is an AgriFish Council meeting on Monday, so what can we expect from the Council? At the beginning of the meeting, there will be a roundtable focusing on three main questions related to the future of the Common Agricultural Policy, namely around green architecture, the long-standing issue of the new delivery model and direct payments. The meeting will also place a strong focus on trade related agricultural issues, offering presentations about the current international situation and the state of play of ongoing trade negotiations, including an impact assessment on free trade agreements and the EU-African trade agenda. Hmm,
1: trade. And what about the UK?
0: Well, that's a good point. The status of the trade relationship with the UK is also going to be on the agenda amidst rising concerns related to a no deal. And also the future trade relationships also with China and the US will be of particular interest. There will also be a couple of any other business items on the agenda, including a proposal put forward by France on the need to develop plant proteins in European agriculture and also a technical declaration on a a potential ban on laying hens in cages in the EU. In other news, the Dutch and Danish agriculture Sherpas have filed a proposal to compensate farmers who implement the directive on nitrates and on sustainable use of pesticides and reduction of national emissions in the next common agricultural policy.
1: And now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week, starting with Ireland where the president of the Irish Farmers Association has criticized von der Leyen's State of the Union speech, saying her comments about Brexit were chilling for Irish farmers and showed lack of support for Irish citizens and the farming sector. In France, the Ministries of Ecological Transition, Economy and Agriculture, together with the Ecological Transition Agency, launched a call for applications to develop a label that will inform consumers about the environmental impact of food This experiment is due to end in the autumn of 2021. Northern Ireland Environment Minister Edwin Putz has said that the UK government will be paying for work to expand post-Brexit control points at local ports, which are currently used for checks on agri-food products and animals. Carrying out the work on the facilities is seen as a crucial part of the preparations for the regulatory checks required in the UK and the EU's controversial Brexit protocol. Belgium's increased use of pesticides and mechanical plowing in agriculture has caused over 60% of bird life to disappear in the last 30 years, according to a new report by the WWF. The Lower House of the Parliament of the Czech Republic has banned cages for laying hens from 2027 and also outlined a commitment of Czech policymakers to push for an EU-level ban. The new ban will cover cages for both laying hens and laying breeders.
0: So upcoming events this week includes on the 21st of September, there is the next AgriFish meeting where they will discuss elements of the reform on the common agricultural policy and also trade related issues in the agricultural sector. Also on the 21st of September, there is the third International Bioeconomy Congress. And this year's Congress is entitled The Contribution of Bioeconomy to the Green Deal, where they will discuss how innovative products and processes can contribute to mitigation of climate change and other sustainable development goals. On the 23rd of September, there is an online event with Wolfgang Bircher, Director General of DG Agri, as part of a series of discussions entitled Talking Europe. On the 24th of September, there is a webinar on crop protection and studies on the future of agriculture in Europe, which will bring together European researchers working on the futures of agriculture on crop health and crop protection. On the 24th of September, as well, there is also Politico's Agriculture and Food Summit 2020, where they will explore the new political reforms and innovative technologies that have the potential to help shape Europe's agricultural and food industry into a greener, more innovative, and globally competitive sector. So that's all from us this week. This week, the AgriFood podcast was produced by Euractiv's AgriFood team, Gerardo Fortuna and Natasha Foote, with technical support from Evi Chiori.
1: Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agricultural news from the EU. I'm Gerardo Fortuna.
0: And I'm Natasha Foote.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: And and see see you you next week. week.